Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome back to Positively Wrestling. And boy, does it feel good to be back for our regular show. Of course, the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the, I don't know, the last man to my standing. I don't know. I couldn't think of a third one this week. Uh, off the top you of had the two weeks. I know. And I procrastinated. <laughs> Jeez. But Steven Davidson, how are you doing, my friend? Welcome back. Uh, thanks. It was it was a rough week. Um, you know, uh, I don't know how many people out there know, but I, I didn't just lose one family member. I lost two, two days apart. My grandmother died. And then uh, surprisingly, my my cousin, who's just a few years older than me, he he passed two days after that. And so it was it was a rough couple of weeks. It was unexpected on on my cousin's part. And yeah, it was it was tough. It was tough. He was a wrestling fan. Um mm-hmm. And uh, I remember, I don't know if he'd watched it as much lately. It's probably harder when you have only girls. Um, <laughs> so uh, he may not have been watching much lately, but, you know, he loved the Ultimate Warrior. I remember back in the day, he was into the NWA and WCW. So he, he Sting, he liked, he liked um, uh, the Steiner Brothers, big Steiner Brothers fan. I remember um, nice. from back in the day and Ric Flair and all that. And so he was, he was my cousin and he was my friend and, yeah, so that was that was a bit of a shock, and of course, grand grandma too. Um, she she lived a, a nice long life, made it to ninety one, and so I'll definitely miss both of them. But you know, life goes on. You carry on. You pick yourself up, and you and you keep going. I do have to say though, Tim, I've 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 got some bad news for you. Oh no! I what is it? I I don't know how to tell you this, but Miro is my best friend now. All right. Well, I guess that's the end of the show. Get him on the line. You know, you guys can do it now. <laughs> oh, God bless Miro. Um, but yeah, uh, our thoughts have been with you, man, this past week. it It's just life comes up, man. And luckily we had that show we had gotten to to get recorded that we could put in its place, yep. uh, which was a fun show. Hope everybody Hope checked it. that out. Mm-hmm. Um, the No it. Mercy Review from 2005. Um, but uh, yeah, so... Let, let, let's get back into the positive of positively wrestling and let's talk about some wrestling. All right. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to kick things off as we always do with our three count. And uh, of course we had a couple weeks, so it's still my challenge from the previous yep. show, which was three favorite surprise entrants mm-hmm. in the Royal rumble match um, in all the matches we've had. And this was just, you know, just your three favorite, basically unannounced, like didn't know they were going to be in the Rumble and showed up, um, regardless of whether they did really good or even if they were a wrestler, if that was somebody that you picked. Um, but we'll let you kick off number three, your favorite surprise entrant. All right. This one is more for the execution of it than for who it was. But for my number three, I went back to 1997. And I picked Jerry the King Lawler. He was announcing the show that night. 
and uh, we didn't know he was going to be in it. And, uh, you know, the countdown from 10 happened. We all counted down like we wrestling fans love to do. And uh, his music hit and he was talking to Vince, who was also on commentary with him. And uh, he, he stood up and he said, it takes a king. And he got in the ring and uh, Bret Hart hit him with an uppercut and sent him out in four seconds. And he <laughs> came back and he put the headphones back on and he said, to know a king <laughs> and just that exit he didn't miss a beat he didn't acknowledge that he'd been in the match in fact throughout the rest of the match he was saying he was going to be in the match so i guess brett knocked him a little loopy um and it that it might be my favorite jerry lawler moment at least in in wwf wwe uh he he played it perfectly and um yeah it, I, I thought it was worth the comedy spot just for the way that he pulled it off Oh, yes. I mean, I absolutely love that one as well. Uh, and we've had a few announcers do that since. Yeah. I mean, but that was like the first one and it was done so well mm-hmm. and so funny. Um, I do agree. I love that one. I love that one at number three. Uh, mine, uh, going back to 2013, Chris Jericho. Yeah, I thought about turning yep. huge pop um, came in, lasted 47 minutes almost 48 it was just crazy i think uh if i remember correctly i think in that the year we did like the little royal rumble uh challenge with we assigned points to everybody oh wow was it i'd forgotten we even did that yeah like you and me and our friend ingrid and did shane maybe do i think it? shane was in there we had like four or yeah. five people i think in there yeah and what i don't remember how we did it did we choose numbers we chose numbers yeah we chose uh uh we got you had like a random selector that gave numbers of entrance mm-hmm. and then uh there were a point scale based on time spent in the rumble um and how many people eliminate or how many people did they eliminate and winning and winning and like a bonus if they won it yeah 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 man i'd forgotten we did that and chris jericho pulling that 48 minutes is what put me over the top to win that challenge (laughs) okay okay wow because whereas he didn't get a lot of eliminations uh that time and then i had some other people that got a decent amount of eliminations i remember but mm-hmm. that was it was really fun. I remember that. It was really great. I like that yeah. little game. We'll have to do that again. Yeah. Um, but uh but yeah, cool. That's my number three. Yeah, I thought it was just awesome that he came back. People weren't really expecting him. And I mean Jericho's Jericho. He's just awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. All right, cool. So for my number two, I went not that far back, and it wouldn't surprise me if this was on your list as well. I went to 2016 with AJ Styles. Um, We thought there was a possibility he might show up. And so it wasn't the complete surprise that others have been, but just what he did with it. Uh, He didn't, he didn't win, but you know, we still remember it. He, uh, he was in there with a Roman reigns right off the bat and made a good showing of it and uh, made an entire new chapter of his career out of it. So it was, uh, a, a somewhat surprise entrant that turned into something uh, substantial for, for him and for the company. So yeah, I, I number two, AJ Styles. Yeah. And uh, it's good. Cause it's my number two as well. There um, you go. Uh, I absolutely marked the hell out when this happened 
because I think he was number three, I believe. Is either three or four? I can't remember. Roman and somebody. Yeah, Roman and somebody started. He eliminated him. He may have eliminated one more, and then the music nobody recognized hit. Even Roman's kind of standing there in the ring, like, what, what's going on? Music that was meant for James Storm, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then phenomenal flashes up on the screen, and the crowd starts to lose it. And then he pops the hood. It's really him. They're like, oh, my God. Because, I mean, this was a big moment. Uh, take away the, the Royal Roman match itself. This was one of those, as they say, the hottest free agent in wrestling at the time finally coming to wwe um and look what he's done with it since he's definitely not missed a beat no multiple Um, time world champion and still going strong doing great stuff on on the on the product right now going 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 to the ends of the earth for his career and he actually believes that there are ends to the earth that's true (laughs) but yeah that's my number two as well great choice number one for you sir what is it number one you know we might have the same one here too. 2008? Uh, nope. Oh, no. John Cena. That is no, that's an awesome one. And I, and because we've talked about it before. Okay. I do love that one. Yeah. But it's not my favorite. Okay. That is one of the greatest r- yeah. Rumble entrants ever, surprise, no doubt. It's my favorite because that one was absolutely the most surprising that we've ever had. You know, when when somebody is supposed to be out, for, I've never been as surprised to see someone on the roster. Yeah, <laughs> as I was. <laughs> he was supposed to be out for a year, and it was what two or three months. Yeah, and, and he was ready. He was ready. He worked that hard to to heal. And uh, I think we've talked about it before. And I was wondering in the moment, is it just for tonight? Is he just going to come in and and not do much just for the surprise? And he wins the thing and uh, he was back full time. And it's hard to get a genuine shock reaction out of me, but I remember I was laying on the couch and his music hit and I bolted up and my jaw dropped and I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. And, you know, for all the, all the time we'd spent, complaining about his booking and oh john cena john cena nobody was mad everybody Mm -hmm. was so excited and happy to see him back and to to be surprised like that so yeah that was an easy number one for me yeah and like i say having not having having not talked about it before um and again i was just like i love that moment i really really do it is one of the best but i had to go a little bit more i guess personal favorite nostalgia for me a little sentimental and that's 2011. And Big Kevin Nash comes out as Diesel. Ah, yeah. Comes back as Diesel. He, he, he put the black in his hair again, had the old gear on, got the Diesel entrance, gave me goosebumps, and I loved it. I mean, yeah. he, wasn't, he was in there for a little while, you know, didn't do much, but it was just, it was that take me back to when I was younger in the 90s and really, really was into wrestling and when he was champ for yeah. uh i mean he was the longest reigning champ in the uh yeah i guess in the 90s i believe is uh, what it is right um you know or, i hadn't really stopped to consider that record he he was one day short of a year um hogan was also one day short of a year but that was going from 89 into 90 um 
so he probably would be because it certainly wasn't after that during the Vince Russo era and nobody was holding the belt for a year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. I think he, if he wasn't, he was maybe tied or just below, but one of the longest reigning champions, uh, in the nineties, he was also a surprise entrant in 2014. Yes. And fun fact, um, I was at that rumble and that is the only reason that I can say I've gotten to see Kevin Nash wrestle live. Wow. Yeah. Never did get to see Scott Hall wrestle live. Ah, I never got to. I'm trying to remember. I I got to see them both live, but I don't. You went to a Nitro. Yeah, because we, I went to people. a Nitro. Mm-hmm. I never um, went to a Nitro. And, but I can't remember if they actually wrestled on the show or if they were just there like in a promo segment. Yeah. I just can't remember. But yeah. But that's my number one. It's it's because of how big of a Kevin Nash fan I am. Awesome. That so. works for me. Yeah. All but right. Yeah, so, so yeah, ready? time for you to challenge. What you got for me? All right. Well, I was going to do this one last week so that we would have this ready before the Rumble. But whatever. I'm still going to do it. And we can just do it after the Rumble. Okay. In fact, maybe you might even have an entrant from this year's Rumble. Because here's what I want to know. We talk all about the rumble matches and the entrance and the winners and all that. Forget those. I want to know your three favorite Royal Rumble pay-per-view matches that weren't Royal Rumble matches. Ah, okay. Because okay. there have been a lot of good ones. Yes, there have. And and I think they get glossed over and they don't get talked about enough. So I want to talk about, I, I'm tempted to say undercard, but they're not always undercard. Sometimes the rumbles don't go on last. So Favorite Royal Rumble pay-per-view matches that weren't actually Royal Rumbles. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. And that'll be, I mean, that's a good thing to follow up right after the Rumble. You're right. You know, you never know. One of those yeah. matches could happen this weekend. Yep. Who knows? Um, I, I know you're excited for Goldberg. So, you know, maybe it'll make your list. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it's Gilbert, maybe. <laughs> maybe if you get Gilbert in there. We've heard Gilbert talk more in the last week than in the previous 25 <laughs> years of his career. This is true. This is true. I, I, although I will say, I freaking called that. Yeah. As soon as they said, oh, we're going to have Goldberg on the uh, whatever the Miz's show is. That the, I'm blanking on. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> Miss TV, Miss TV. Um, yeah, the easiest name. The easiest name like, ever. Uh, uh, as soon as they announced uh, that, I was like, it's going to be Gilbert. It's going to be Gilbert. And it was, <laughs> and I popped huge. I was like, yeah. <laughs> How about that guy they had playing freaking Drew McIntyre? Yeah. Oh, man. But that, hey, that's, in the, that, that, that's, that's even further back. We're going to focus on just this past week as much as we can. And I mean, we have to start the show. With huge news. Yeah. And I mean, absolutely huge. It's affecting all of us. Yeah. Uh, announced on Monday that the WWE Network on March 28th or March uh, 18th. 18th, maybe. Yeah. March 18th will basically cease to exist in its current form and will be moved over to Peacock Premium. Peacock being another streaming service, which I have. Owned by NBC. Owned by NBC. Yep. Hence the name Peacock. And I already have Peacock Premium, so I'm set to go, basically. Okay. I, I don't uh, have it yet, but, you know, I'm going to, apparently. But, I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs here. Uh, well, not really. I don't know there's any downs, honestly, that I can think of. I, I don't see where anybody loses here. Yeah, um, because Peacock Premium is nine ninety nine, dollars um, 
And now you're paying the exact same thing you were, but now you get all this other content as well. Yeah. So you're paying the same price. And so for, for people who have both, now you're paying less. Yep. Mm-hmm. For people that only have one of the two, now you're paying the same, but you're getting both services. Yeah. Um, I saw people freaking out over, oh, are we going to lose the archive? Like, chill, people. No, don't freak out. Wait till you get all the information. We know now that everything currently on the network is going to be on the network under Peacock. You're not losing a thing. Still yep. getting your pay-per-views. Um, I, I, I will miss the novelty of having like that WWE network app on my Apple TV. I yeah. just thought that was so cool like that they have their own thing. I'll kind of miss that. Um, but I mean, th- nobody's losing here. WWE's winning because oh, yeah. now they've got another 25 million people yep. with access to their show. And you know, a lot of those people are old fans, lapsed mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. And now that they're just, you know, they bought it for the office and now they have access to all this new WWE stuff. And you know, if they hear, oh, well, WrestleMania is this weekend. Mm-hmm. I used to watch. I've got free access to it. I might as well watch it. And you could bring some of them back in. Yeah. And then NBC wins because now they've got extra content on their streaming service. Nobody loses. And I mean, we heard like around last year and even the year before that NBC has been wanting to put WrestleMania on their network. And they were trying, you know, pony up big bucks, of course, then Fox won out with the TV deal. Um, but so this is a great move for, like you say, with WWE. If you don't know the numbers, they have 1.5 million subscribers to the WWE Network. Peacock has 25 million. So as you say, I mean, that's bonus, 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 if even only a small percentage of that uh, who is on Peacock but didn't have WWE Network before start watching, that's a win-win. Yeah. Um, and with the money they make in these TV deals, I'm sure they're going to be fine as far as replacing, you know, that $15 million in revenue yeah. that they get each year, uh, yeah. which for a billion dollar company is a drop in the bucket. You know, it's well, not, th- this is a billion dollar deal. Yeah. So, so I mean, they're making <laughs> over five they're, years. They're making money. Yeah. Money. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. So yeah, I'm excited. Uh, my only, and not even really concerned, but like logically some things I could see might happen is we might get a slowdown of how many WWE produced extras come down the pipe. Like, I don't think we're going to see a lot more of the kind of niche shows like uh, Holy Foley and and stuff like that. You know, I think... Those will kind of slow down. I think they're not going to stop doing the 24s. Those are, those are great. Any um, reason you think those shows might slow down? Uh, I, I, I'm just thinking of it from a business and production standpoint for WWE. It gives them a chance to kind of lower their overhead. Uh, and you don't have to have all that if they have access to all this other content as well. You're more of a compliment now than your own platform. So I could see where that might slow some of those down. It could. Yeah. Maybe. And it's just a speculation. I, I yeah. didn't read anything, you know, says that that's going to happen. That's just something that popped in my head mm-hmm. when we mm-hmm. were talking about it um, and thinking about it. But yeah, so big news with Peacock. So, and what a strategic time to do it right before WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, technically right before Fastlane, three days before Fastlane. Oh yeah. So Fastlane will be the first pay-per-view on Peacock. Um, and then that will give them plenty of time to, to prep everyone for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, good stuff. Uh, congratulations to WWE on a fantastic deal. I mean, you can't, I mean, like I say a billion dollar deal over five years. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 and people, you know, people say Vince is out of touch and he doesn't know what he's doing. This is what his third billion dollar deal in the last few years. Yeah. So, you know, maybe in some ways he's out of touch, but uh, not in the ways that probably matter most to him. He's still a good businessman. That's, yeah. <laughs> he knows, he knows what he's doing there. He knows how to make them mad ducats. Yeah, uh, that's your word. It is. Yeah. Um, but let's jump into some actual wrestling action. We're going to start with NXT from last week and um, the Dusty Rhodes classic. Mm-hmm. Kushida and Ruff eliminate the way. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see this. And, you know, I was kind of thinking this is what should have happened with uh undisputed era i didn't see any reason for them to be advancing in this tournament and i was a little frustrated that they did uh because they just they win everything and they've been winning everything for so long (laughs) and and so this is an opportunity to give some other people a spotlight and that's what uh gargano and company did here and uh kushida and rough you know they they really stumbled out of the gate with kushida and uh, I'm having a hard time buying him as a legitimate kayfabe contender, not as a performer, just as someone who in kayfabe can stand with the best that they have right now. Cause they didn't build him that way. They didn't present him that way for so long. So, uh, you know, maybe this will, this will help that a little bit. They can still get there. It's just taking longer than it should, I think. And so um, good, good for Kushida and Leon Ruff still here, still winning things. Uh, I like that too. He's definitely unique. And so, yeah, I, I like this. Yeah, I, again, we've talked. We, we're, we're fans of Rough. We like that he's still getting some shine, and he hasn't, you know, been for that quick in and out because um, he is a hell of a performer. He's got great charisma, and uh, yeah, so I'm I'm glad they went over. But again, I think you're right. I think I would have rather had the way flip spots with Undisputed Era mm-hmm. and still be in it and undisputed era out of it but hey um then on the women's side we had uh casey and caden and they were taking on tony storm and mercedes martinez and wow i yeah i did not see this coming um but they did it very very well i mean casey and caden getting in their high energy uh, they're really fun to watch, I think, in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, very entertaining. And then you got Tony and Mercedes, and Mercedes is a beast. I mean, yeah. good lord. Um, I am, I am, I'm excited for this future title program we're going to probably be getting <laughs> um, with EO. And, and speaking of EO, that's kind of, you know, kind of plays in. She can't, comes in, starts beating mercedes uh, up and then tony and her get into it i mean it's just it furthers that storyline between the three of them um but then you also get to to push casey and caden who i think are very deserving and i'm mm-hmm. glad to see them go on they needed some wins yeah so this this is good uh, you know there was talk not long ago that casey was done yeah so i'm i'm glad that wasn't that wasn't uh true i remember seeing her clip from American Ninja Warrior years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I rewatched that over and over. I didn't know who she was. She wasn't in wrestling at all, but it was just so impressive. And I even showed it to my parents and made them watch it. She's such a tremendous athlete. And I know she's working hard and 
Caden Carter has been there for a while and just keeps losing and losing and losing. So it's good to see them have some sort of success and maybe start to build their credibility up too. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, very fun match there. Speaking um, of credibility. <laughs> Champa. Champa, mm. Champa, Champa. So we get Thatcher and Champa in the fight pit. And of course, first time Champa and Thatcher met, Champa wins. Uh, this time, not as, uh, not, not so much. Uh, Thatcher beats Champa. And not only does he beat Champa, he makes him tap. Yeah. He taps him out in the fight pit and with a very interesting, uh, submission, very creative. I kind of liked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I liked the match overall. It was very hard hitting. It was mm-hmm. very, uh, just brutal looking, um, it served its purpose the way it should when you use the fight pit to make it a dip, a different kind of atmosphere, a different feel. It definitely had that. And I thought it was very well pulled off, but I'm just kind of surprised that they had Champa tap out. Yeah. And it, it goes back to the Champa Tyler rest match that I was talking about a couple of weeks ago and how that match did more to make Champa look weaker than we're used to seeing than it did to make rust look stronger. You've got to choose those types of matches to, to introduce new people credibly carefully. Right. And I, I thought that hurt him, him being Champa more than it helped rust. And now to follow that up with Champa tapping out, this isn't the Champa that they showed us for years and years and years. No. Um, that Champa was physically dominant and wasn't vulnerable and isn't the guy you want to use to get other people over as physical threats like this. Um, or, or, or if so, just be prepared for what it's going to do. Yeah. What it's going to do is make him look weaker and he's starting to look weaker. And again, I'm not a Champa apologist. I'm not a huge Champa fan. I'm just calling what I see here. I mean, I can take him or leave him. Honestly, he's, he's fine. He's good, but I'm, I don't own any Champa t-shirts. So I'm not coming from a place of anything, but honesty in what I'm seeing here. And what I'm seeing is taking someone who was built for years as virtually unbeatable and physically dominant. And now suddenly he's barely beating Tyler Rust and giving up saying, I can't take any more. And okay, you can do that, but it's going to change the audience's perception of this guy. Yeah. And it'll be interesting because, I mean, obviously they're setting up for, we're going to have another match. We're going to have a rubber match because Champa's got one. He's got one. They both do kind of the same thing at the end of the match where the other one gets kind of down on his knees, stare, you know, a little stare down. Like, I got you, but almost a little bit of respect in there too. So I I, I definitely think we're going to get a third one. But for me, it's like, how do you elevate it from the fight pit? Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're going in progression, what's what's that next step? Yeah. With, well, I mean, it could be a cage match, could be, you know, another kind of gimmick match. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how uh, they build that program going forward. And maybe this was done strategically to make Champa look like maybe the underdog going into a rubber match to get more meaning for a win if he wins but and and that's fine but is is he a guy you want to do that with yeah or should that, somebody that, else have been used for that spot precisely um and 
can Timothy Thatcher ever not yell? Uh, no. <laughs> does, he, does he go to a bookstore and be like, do you have Huckleberry Finn? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> it might. I mean, it worked for a few other people in history. Hitler, I think. Oh, wait. Maybe. Okay. Just, just for the record, it was Tim who compared Timothy Thatcher to Hitler, not me. <laughs> I, I was, I did I was not comparing that was shouting. Coming. I was not comparing ideologies. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. He um, reminds me of Ken Shamrock back in the day when Ken Shamrock was a heel and he always came out and then he had to put on his bad guy face. Yeah. He scrunched his face up. That's what Timothy Thatcher does. He for it's it's a little forced for me. I'm I'm I I'm having trouble getting into his act because he it just seems really forced to me. <laughs> With his, he's got his bad guy face, just like Shamrock did. But that, that's a good comparison, though. It really is. Um, better than yours. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely better than mine. Oh, don't leave me to improvise. <laughs> My mind goes to dark places. Um, but let's move on over to some action that happened on SmackDown. Um, we had a tag team championship defense for the ladies. We had Asuka and Charlotte, of course, defending the belts against the Riot Squad. Who didn't even get an entrance. Ugh. Like it wasn't even they came back from commercial and they were in the ring with their music playing. No, they came back from commercial and Asuka and Charlotte were there with their music playing and the riot or they came to the ring with their music and the riot squad was already in there. Ugh. Oh, goodness. We, we've heard that Liv Morgan is about the hardest working person in the locker room. Mm-hmm. and that's not how you reward that no and and some are like well why does it matter it's like but it is important um uh, from a a character and a presentation standpoint um because if you don't present them as stars the audience won't see them as stars yeah it's like like if you're tuning in for the first time you're just like oh who are these two nobodies in the ring they didn't right. even get music yep you know they didn't take the time to show them coming down to the ring um that aside um once again, Billy Kay doing Billy Kay things and doing good, good stuff. Loved yeah. it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Um, of course, trying to help the riot squad because she wants to be a part of them so bad and then helps one too many times, which backfires. And of course, Charlotte hit um, uh, <laughs> the name of her move. <laughs> she hit her. Uh, Oh, um, the one that I don't like. <laughs> natural selection. Natural uh, yeah, selection. Yeah, it's I'm not nat- a fan of it. There's, it's not enough impact to that move. I, it's fine as a, a move during the match, but as a finisher, I don't buy it. Yeah. Uh, but Charlotte hits that, gets the pin. Asuka and Charlotte retain. Um, and the Riot Squad just kind of yell at Billy Kay a little bit. She looks so upset, and they send her to the back. Well, I noticed Ruby did. But Liv seemed to show a little more compassion towards Billy. I don't know if it was just something she did in the moment or if it was deliberate with something that's going to be happening going forward. But I noticed Ruby was really kind of tearing into her and Liv seemed a little softer. Hmm. So it may be nothing, but I noticed it. So if it's something, you heard it here first. Uh Mm -hmm. I mean, personally, I I like Ruby better as a heel. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so if they were going to kind of break the riot squad up again, I wouldn't be super opposed to that. Other than the fact that we got to work on these women, the women's tag division, you can't keep yeah. splitting people up. It's like, you yeah. got a good team keeping together. So there's that. Um, 
but yeah. But uh, again, yeah, uh, Billy Kay definitely. I mean, it was a good match, but Billy May Billy Kay was the highlight for me mm-hmm. of this match. Um, yeah, she's great. Uh, she's just so entertaining, and she's becoming kind of the biggest baby face on SmackDown because nobody wants to to help her out and have anything to do with her. So yeah, yeah. that sympathy is building. It um, is. Let's uh, let's move to someone else that we rather enjoy. And finally, finally, the push has come to Cesaro. Yeah. <laughs> now, whether it's going to last, I don't know, crossing fingers, but I'm hoping this is finally them saying, okay, you know what? It's time to do something with Cesaro. And we know how Daniel Bryan wants to help get the right people pushed and do what's best to push the show forward and the product. And that's what we're seeing. Um, that match last week, Cesaro beats Brian, which was a phenomenal match. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out and Brian's like, let's do it again. And he's like, Nope, already done that. And cuts a, a, one of the best promos Cesaro's done and you feel it. And then he's like, no, I'll take somebody else though. Anybody else? Anybody in the back? Mm-hmm. Which I liked that, by the way, because how yeah. often do we see somebody get a win over somebody and then 50-50 booking the next mm-hmm. week, they they have to give the win back. Why would anyone agree to that? Yeah. From a kayfabe perspective. Yeah, kayfabe like, perspective. If you beat why would you somebody, why would you agree to a rematch? You beat them. So it made so much sense to me. Um, I can't figure out if he's a face or a heel, though. Yeah, they're kind of keeping him in that 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 gray area at the moment um, to maybe see, you know, where they want to pull the trigger. Do you think he will turn on Nakamura at some point? Possible since Nakamura has now pretty much, he's pretty much a baby face now. Mm-hmm. Um, Although on the superstar spectacle, they were both on a heel team. It was bizarre. Yeah. That was just, that was just taped on Saturday. Yeah. So it was after all this recent stuff. So it wasn't like they taped it weeks ago and then decided to make a change with Cesaro and, and Shinsuke Nakamura. They they teamed up with Dolph, <laughs> who, who Cesaro just beat, and uh and uh Corbin. Yeah. I and wonder Cesaro took the fall. Yeah. And I, I I'm wondering mm-hmm. if this, you know, this those matches for Superstar Spectacle had been planned and promoted for a while. Um, card subject changed him. That's true. But when you have one card, you know, every six months or something like that. Uh, and where, 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 actually, where did this one go down? This was... Um, it, it was in Florida. They just had... Well, no, yeah, but I mean, it was broadcast for... Init- it was supposed to be for primarily the market in India. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the Thunderdome had fans from India. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was definitely, you know, for primarily the Indian audience. So maybe um, something, and maybe this is the car that they had and they'd promoted it. And then maybe the kind of, especially for Nakamura and his face turn um, that maybe happened a little bit more organically than, or, you know, kind of, in the moment and not as planned, you know, it's like, Oh, okay, we're going to do this. And then, Oh, Hey, it worked. Now everybody's behind him. He did great performance, blah, blah, blah. Um, that might have something to do with it. I don't know. Maybe. I still thought it was odd that Cesaro took the fall after he beat Daniel Bryan. Now he beat yeah. Dolph Ziggler and they're building him as a legitimate threat to win the Royal rumble. And then why not Corbin take the fall? Corbin. 
Yeah. It's not going to make a difference. Why, why have Cesaro? Yeah. Um, so I, I found that odd. I'm going to have a Royal Rumble prediction for Cesaro when we get to that later, though. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, big, thing, big things for Cesaro. Um, hope, hope it keeps going trajectory up. I really do. Yeah. Um, moving on, of course, we had a little intergender. Yeah. Action going on on SmackDown. Sasha taking on Reginald. <laughs> kind of a big deal to do this on WWE TV. They, yes. they've, they've been pretty famously against the idea of doing it. We, you know, we had the tease of Dean Ambrose and Nia Jax a while back, and they, they ended up not following through on that. Now, they did do Becky Lynch and James Ellsworth. Yes. So that was the last time we saw something intergender, but uh, from, from them. Um, so, yeah, uh, this, you know, it just put Sasha over yep. even more as being as good as they come. I got to say, I haven't seen Reginald wrestle anywhere else. I don't really know anything about him. I was not impressed with him. <laughs> he, he did lots of flips and those were cool looking, but he almost seemed to be sandbagging and not, not deliberately, but you know, she would go through her motion to do the arm drag and then he would like stop and she would pull and he wouldn't go anywhere. And then he would take the bump. Or he was doing her head scissors thing and he was having a hard time holding on to her. I don't know. I, I wasn't impressed with his performance. I think I can I can help a little bit on this as far as uh, some information about Reginald. Or I unfortunately, I don't know if that's his real name or what the performer's actual uh, name I, is. Akeem Young. Akeem Young. Um, he ha- came from Cirque du Soleil, a uh, performer for there. I don't know that he's ever wrestled before. I didn't read anything about that. Okay. Um, so he may have been brought in just basically as a personality and then, mm-hmm. oh, hey, he can do all these flippy dippy doodads, mm-hmm. have him do that. So maybe not a lot of ring time. Um, that would make sense. It showed. Yeah, it showed. And I don't think we're going to see a lot of ring time out of him in the future. Yeah. Uh, I think this was just to basically put Sasha over mm-hmm. um, to, to, to spotlight her. And then, of course, for her because Carmela's at ringside drinking her champagne mm-hmm. and she smacks it out of her hand kind of furthering what's going on there um yeah. so and like we say possibly could lead to a match at the rumble nothing's been announced yet uh but we do still have reasonable expectations this friday that, that we'll get sasha and Carmela at the rumble yeah um, um sasha undefeated against the men's division yep she's hey. beaten reginald and she has that victory over drew mcintyre so there you go <laughs> uh moving on to some more women's action bianca and bailey and the obstacle course i loved this i loved yes. every second of this yes oh my god first of all why did no one call bailey out on just avoiding <laughs> the <laughs> just running around the the barriers like nobody said anything they're all heel announcers that's why <laughs> <laughs> but bianca carrying otis yes oh my god now what see that's the sort of thing that she can't show off in a match because yeah. her opponents aren't going to weigh what even nia Jax isn't going to weigh what otis weighs and so they had to do something like this in order to show that she's capable of that sort of thing mm-hmm. i thought it was fantastic yeah this was done um, very very well yeah yeah um, bailey's such a great heel Bailey continue, and I and we got a shout back just another uh, go back one week. I loved Ding Dong Hello. Yes. 
I love the fact that there's a door that they put in the middle of the ring that she could open. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. A Loving. Like, a lot like the uh, APA. Yeah. Or backstage and they always made people go through it yeah loving bailey's heel character she continues to keep it growing and get a little bit different but still Mm -hmm. keep you so entertained with it and and if you haven't watched the bianca belair chronicle on the network definitely do that it's only 30 minutes long and uh it's an excellent look into bianca and some things that she struggled with in her life and uh man as long as she doesn't get hurt she's going to be such a big star yes yes uh we got predictions revolving around bianca and the women's rumble that we'll talk about later as well awesome um moving into kind of the main course on smackdown was uh, of course last week um we were supposed to have the match um or the contract signing excuse me for the match at rumble that would be between roman reigns and adam pierce and they come out reigns signs it Pierce signs it and he goes walking back up the ramp and oh oh my tricky little knee my tricky knee oh no card subject to change here's the replacement and predictably it's Kevin Owens um, and, and by the way didn't we call it yes we 100 was not going to happen it's not going to happen yeah. um so this week Reigns comes out at the top of the show and is livid and and talking about how disrespectful this is to him and that you know through the pandemic he stayed home to take care of his family so him pulling the kind of fake card subject to change injury angle was just so bad but i love the line where reigns is like but you know what my back is hurting from carrying this company the entire time since i came back i every week roman i'm getting more and more into the head of the family the tribal chief i'm loving everything he's doing right now for sure um but then Pierce comes down uh, to kind of a little bit of confrontation. Then Heyman starts talking. And then Pierce is just like, you know, Roman's Roman's a big guy. He can say what he wants. But you, Paul, <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> so they get to go in. And so they challenge. There's a challenge there. It's going to be Adam Pierce versus Paul Heyman in the main event <laughs> of SmackDown. <laughs> and uh, And it's like, okay, okay. And. Then we have a great little segment backstage where uh, Heyman and Reigns are sitting there talking, and, and he's like, oh, it's, it's a great plan. It's a great plan, Roman. Yeah, we're going to show him. And Roman's like, what plan? No, you need to handle your business, because if you can't, that's disrespectful to me and my family. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh. But, of course, this is all part of the grand scheme. There was a plan, because when we get to the, the main event, Heyman has a tricky knee and starts to feign the injury and of course card subject to change out comes roman reigns and absolutely wrecks wrecks adam pierce um but then gets attacked by a hooded figure who could it be who 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 of course it's kevin owens and then kevin owens absolutely decimates roman reigns no question about it. Pop up, he hit him with a stunner, pop up powerbomb through the announce table and just stood over him staring so that you know that, hey, that would have been a 10 count if this was Sunday, I'd be the new champ. 
this is how you build matches like this. <laughs> this is, is. This is how it, it is. is. By the way, uh, this is kind of a side note, but I, I took my trash to the dump the other day and I, th- I threw it over the side of the, the trash receptacle. And just so everyone knows, had that happened this Sunday, I would have eliminated that trash bag from the Royal Rumble. That's true. Trash bag would be gone. Gone. Sorry. Out. Out. You're done. You're done. Wait till next year. Mm-hmm. Your opportunity's passed. <laughs> I, I, I think I eliminated a few pieces of trash from the Royal Rumble <laughs> earlier this week myself. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, so uh, loving this setup. I, like I say, I think this build has been done so well. Some of it a little predictable, but hey, entertaining still. Sometimes predictable is okay if it's the right thing to do for the and, story. And I have a, a an off-the-wall prediction to how that match is going to turn out. We'll save that for later. Okay. Um, we'll be My only up. concern, I like Adam Pierce. Uh, he's doing well. I don't want them to get back into the habit of leaning on on-screen authority figures for angle development. Uh, we had that for so, we had that for decades. And yes. And was always the go-to. Um, it's a little better with him not being a heel. Um, so he's not out, you know, putting the faces in 12 on one handicap matches every week. Right. Uh, so that's a little better. Uh, I, but I still don't want them to go back to using that all the time, but if it's just for the story, uh, it's working and I'm, yeah, I'm definitely enjoying it. Everybody's doing great. Yeah. I'm hoping it's, it's just for this program that he's being used so heavily like this. Um, I mean, I like him as the, the kind of executive figure, um, Mm -hmm. Not really an authority figure per se. He's more of just, he's almost like a head referee. He's just enforcing the rules and the structure. Yeah. Um, and you need a little bit of that. You yeah. You got to have somebody a for that. Uh, like we, you know, we had Jack Tunney for so long, but Jack Tunney only showed up when it was important. And, you know, he was never fighting anybody or, right. or anything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, he, yeah, he so- saw that super kick really well. When he yeah. took that super kick a couple of weeks ago, he sold it really, really well. But uh, yeah, so I love him. All everything involved in this uh, this little main event program between Roman and Owens and Pierce and everybody, Heyman, yeah. the Usos, whatever. Um, but uh, let's move from that. Let's go into some two hundred five live. Uh, we don't get to talk about it a lot, but we're talking about it more from week to week because they're starting to put more important stuff. Not that any of the stuff they put on is like completely unimportant, but stuff that's integral to current storylines and current pushes and promotions. Uh, most notably the dusty classic. Yeah. Uh, we had a couple matches uh, for this a men's match and a women's match. And of course now I have missed my notes. Uh, here we go. Which interesting, the team of Champa and Thatcher <laughs> yeah. who were in the fight pit together. Um went over Tony Nice and Divari. Yeah, so Champa and Thatcher were a replacement team um, for uh, uh, Shanti Theodonis um, and uh, who am I forgetting? Somebody else. They both got beaten up and taken out. Uh, it's good to, to make 205 Live more important, but also, you know, we know that I'm the only one who saw these matches. Right. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, did you did you you didn't mention the women's match did you oh no i didn't go i figured we'd talk about the guys and we'd go into the women's match okay let's roll it all together Uh, let's roll it all together go ahead okay uh so then we also had uh candice LeRae and indy hartwell um going over in a match uh against uh Gigi dolan and cora jade yeah so 
that's a big moment for those two girls. Like this was their debut. Yeah. And it happened on 205 Live. This is supposed to be like an NXT tournament. And so I feel like they were kind of sold short here and that they they didn't get the eyeballs on them that they would have if if I, I just feel like these turn yes, make 205 Live important or get rid of it. I'm I'm with you on that. But um, at the same time, if this is a tournament that you are, are using to to expose new talents and to to get people over, you should be putting it on the shows that people watch. So I know that it sounds like I'm they're damned if they do, damned if they don't here, um, and that there's that I'm complaining no matter what, and that's really not what I'm trying to do. Um, maybe wait, don't wait until you know the night of or a couple of nights before to promote that 205 Live is going to be used for the Dusty Classic. Maybe right. when you announce the Dusty Classic, call it a joint NXT 205 Live thing yeah. and and do it and prepare people for it and get people excited for it and make sure they remember that and tell them ahead of time, you know, with enough time, because casual fans, not even casual fans, fans, period, they don't always remember things unless it's, you know, their very favorite. So yeah. um, just hammer it into their heads that it's going to be Champa and Thatcher. You just saw them tear into each other on the, on the fight pit. Now they're teaming up 205 Live, 205 Live, 205 Live. Yeah. And just make sure that these people get, get the exposure that, that they, they deserve, that they've worked so hard to earn. Yeah, like I would love to have seen uh, when they announced, you know, this year's Dusty Classic of the men's and women's side, like do something like March Madness, like show us the brackets all the way but then show us okay here's round one these matches are going to be on nxt these are going to be on 205 live this could be on nxt 205 live so you know when to tune in to see your favorite people ahead of time Mm -hmm. instead of again being promoted kind of in the moment or last second um just briefly a day or two before it actually happens Mm um yeah i mean we share a lot of same thoughts here uh on this there's not going to be a lot of division and again we're not trying to be negative it's just if you're going to use it, use it, use it right. Yeah. Um, that, that's basically what we're saying. And usually marketing is such a strong point for, for WWE. Yeah. I feel like they dropped the ball here a little bit. Yeah. Usually, I mean, they're, because I, I, I'm going to say it now. It has nothing to do with anything we're talking about, but I know I may have said it before. If I haven't, I'm going to say it again. The best promotional vignettes and, and like lead up uh, recap and the way that they produce those videos to get you hyped for what's come before for a match coming up, they do it better than anyone else. I think in the entertainment business. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, Cause they get you, like you sit there. It's like, yeah, I've seen everything that's happening every week live before it happens. It leads to this match. But for that five minutes before that title match starts and they show us that recap video, you just get so amped and hyped for what you're about to see. Yeah. And they do it so well. Yeah. So yeah, this was kind of a misstep in their promotion, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's, let's switch it up. Let's go a little bit over overseas and check out some stardom. What's always been going on with that? Uh, mostly treading water, but they, they had an interesting four-way tag match uh this was during the week that i was out but i wanted to to talk about it uh four-way tag match that you know they have five five uh stables units Mm -hmm. and four of the five everyone but the cosmic angels were represented in this match and two of the four teams were queen's quests momo watanabe who you've heard me talk about how much i love Mm -hmm. and uh and uh saya kamitani 
So teaming up from Queen's Quest and one of the other three teams was from Oedo Tai, B. Priestley, who I've talked a lot about, uh, and Saki Kashima. And this is interesting because B. Priestley, for the last, I don't know, two months, three months, every time she has a match, and well, she wrestled Momo for the vacant SWA title a while back, and B. Priestley won. And since that match, every time she's gotten on the mic, she has told her current opponents that they suck one at a time. <laughs> so if, if it's a you know six-woman tag, she'll tell all three of them that they suck. And then she'll say, Momo Watanabe, Ichiban so, Shopai, she sucks more than anybody. <laughs> every time. It doesn't matter if Momo's involved in the match. It doesn't matter. <laughs> every single time. <laughs> And so since she started doing that, this was the first time they've, they've been staring across the ring from each other. And um, the, I, I don't feel stardom is taking advantage of this, really, because uh, it wasn't booked in a way that took advantage of it. And, you know, Momo got some good shots in on B during this match. And uh, in fact, Momo and Saya ended up winning the match. Um, and I want to talk about the rules of this match, too, in a second. I want to point something out. But... They ended up winning, and uh, when Momo got some good shots in on B, the crowd was reacting. And again, this is a Japanese crowd. They 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 sit there politely and they watch it like it's you know a stage play quietly. And so you know when you get genuine reactions from this crowd, it should be telling you something. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they they and I know I want I want to see Momo beat the living crap out of B Priestley because she's not gotten a chance to to fire back at her every time that she says that she sucks, even when she's not in the match. So uh, I'm hoping that Momo gets a, a shot to, uh, to not be Priestley down a few pegs. Um, but this match, it was a fatal four-way tag match. And American fatal four-way tag matches or triple threat matches, tag matches, have always baffled me. Uh, first of all, this was an elimination match, which is I like. Mm-hmm. But even beyond that, during the match there was one person from each team legal in the ring. Yeah. Why is it not like that in America? Why when you have a triple threat or a fatal four-way tag match, why are there only two people legal in the ring? If it's a fatal four-way singles match, everybody's legal. If it's a triple threat match, everybody's legal. But once it becomes a tag match, suddenly only two people are in the ring at any given time. It makes no sense. This made sense. Stardom thinks about those things, and I liked it. Cool. I, I was going to say, listen to you talk about the, the, the stuff of B Priestley and Momo. Um, it kind of correlates to me. It makes me think of uh, early days of Jericho in WCW uh, going after Goldberg. Ah, yeah. Even though he was doing that to kind of build his own program and right. build himself up. It's being done, I think, differently here, but it reminds me of that. It's right. Yeah. It didn't matter what he was doing. He was going to call out Goldberg, whether he's right. in the building or not, whether he's wrestling somebody else, doesn't matter. And then everybody, by the time they finally let him have that, you know, that interaction, that match, and, mm-hmm. and Goldberg just destroyed him because everybody wanted him to because Jericho <laughs> was so annoying with it. Right. Um, and I can see that happening here uh, in this. And I would be in the same boat. I'd be like, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah. Shut her up. Um, yeah. And Stardom, by the way, finally have, have arranged it so that uh, we can buy their merch. Oh, okay. But they don't have it all available. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't get me a Momo shirt, Tim. Uh, and I it would cost what. like 50 bucks to get it, but I'll do it. Give me a Momo shirt. 
This man wants some Momo. Give him some Momo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need some Momo. That's some Momo. Momo. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, awesome. Any other good stuff from Stardom that you've seen? Um, I, I'm they they had a double show in Osaka a few days ago, a day show and a night show, and uh, they've only posted the day show. They haven't posted the night show, and the night show is kind of the big one. Uh, I, that's that's where we're getting our, our singles match between Tom Nakano and Mayu Watani that I've been looking forward to for so long now. Uh, the big culmination of the the stars and Cosmic Angels split. We've got some title matches. So um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. And they just haven't posted that yet. Not even not even one match from it. So I'm sure I'll be talking about that next week. All right. Um, let's move over to some AEW and uh, Sting seemingly is getting in the ring getting yeah. back in the ring i guess is what we would say sting returning to wrestling possibly they haven't made it official yet but it looks like the challenge was made um yeah. hasn't been accepted we'll say yet but uh sting and darby allen taking on team taz that's what it looks like you know we speculated about this when when sting first showed up so again i won't believe it until it happens Right. Uh, but it feels like it might actually happen. By the way, Sting wrestling, good. Goldberg wrestling, bad. That's right. That, that, that's true. <laughs> that's how I feel. Anyway. <laughs> but, I mean, who knows? Uh, you know, this still could. I mean, he could, and again, part of a tag match, kind of like, you know, after Goldberg and Undertaker wrestled that horrendous match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it almost killed and hurt both of them. Um you know, Undertaker wanted to kind of get built back up, so they put him in that tag match with Roman Reigns. Yeah. So that Roman could carry the load, and then Undertaker came in, hit his spots, boom. Goes out on a good note. Might be something kind of similar. This could be where, you know, Darby does most of the work, and you let Sting get in, hit his moves, get a little bit of shine, like, hey, it's Sting, he's awesome. Now he gets to kind of go out, and if it is time to finally hang it up for good, he can go out on a positive note rather than because of an injury. Right. So uh, it could be something like that, but uh, I'm Sense excited to, to see. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, and either way, it's going to help you sell some tickets. Yeah. 100%. For sure. um, but uh, yeah, so I think uh, good stuff there. But again, we kind of called that was kind of where this was going. So mm-hmm. interested to see what happens when we get to, I guess it's revolution is the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, but um then I know you want to talk about this one. We had Peter Avalon, pretty, pretty Peter Avalon versus Cody. And you were like, WTF was that? And <laughs> what, what, what is pretty Peter Avalon? He looks like Trailer Park Rick Rude. <laughs> That's what I thought. This is, this is Rick Rude from, you know, where my great aunt grew up. Um, I don't know. Does the porn stash work for anybody anymore? Not. I mean, maybe some porn stars, but that wouldn't be about <laughs> oh, okay. it. All right. I'll um, ask, you know, you're you're the authority there, but um, yeah. authority. I'm the authority there. Wow. Uh, yeah. I'm a connoisseur, um, sir. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
man, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make the jokes. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, let's move on. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll move on. I've got so many. So many. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, whatever. I mean, maybe it'll work. You know, maybe it, it just makes people remember him. Here we are talking about him. First time I've ever seen him. And That's, we're talking. Yeah, hey, we're talking about him. It's working. Yeah, yeah. so it's working. Yeah. As long as he's not freaking Joey Ryan, um, then I'm fine. Joey Ryan, by the way, I know we're positive on here my least favorite professional wrestler of all time. Um, so as long as he doesn't go that route and it's just kind of an image, uh, just a look, then we're cool. Okay. But yeah, he definitely stood out and the match with Cody was, was good. I mean, the, the Cody came out and he had said he was going to, to win the match in under 90 seconds, I think. And he almost did. And then there was the distraction from Jade Cargo and all this. And so it became competitive and it was pretty good after that. But man, yeah, his look just stuck out and I, I felt like he was, worthy of a mention <laughs> and like i say you got he's in a match with cody and we talked about him more than we did cody so yeah they're doing something right yep. um now we move on we had uh john moxley versus and i'm gonna say this guy's last name wrong nick camarado camarado yeah um moxley's first match since losing the title to uh mm-hmm. kenny omega and I wanted to talk about this because, and we mentioned it again earlier, it reminded me of the match with uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Tyler Rust from two or three weeks ago, except that I thought this was done better okay. because um, Nick Camarado is a big guy, so much bigger than Moxley. Mm-hmm. And so, and he's a new guy. And so if you want to get a new guy over in a loss and make him look competitive, you've got to be selective about who you do it with mm-hmm. and how you do it. And so this was well played because they put him in there against, yeah, a, a legend in the making, former WWE champion, former AEW champion. So his credibility is through the roof, mm-hmm. but he's also much smaller. And so you buy that he might struggle a little bit against this new guy, just because the new guy's so big. Um and yeah, I thought it was well done. Moxley gets the win, which is the way it should have happened. And Camarado comes out looking good without making Moxley look bad, which right. I don't think is what they accomplished on NXT with Champa and, and Tyler Rust. And so uh, I wanted to point this out to, to show it can be done right if you right. choose the right people and you book the match in the right way. Agreed. Agreed. Um eh. We then we get some more um, interaction uh, with AEW and Impact Wrestling. They've got this kind of cross promotion thing going on, this uh, this rivalry uh, between the companies, and we have new number one contenders to the Impact Tag Team Titles in Private Party, AEW's Private Party. So. Here we go. We're starting inching more and more in there, and I think they're doing this very well. Um, I'm. It, it's putting interest. I like it, um, but it's not dominating the conversation for either promotion. It's there. It's complementing. Is what I'm saying. They're complementing very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, I, I would like to see it build to something a little bigger than what we've seen so far, um, but I, I don't know that it's not. And I have a theory on that too. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think we're building to an all-out AEW versus Impact pay-per-view. Yeah, I think that's what the ultimate goal is going to be here. 
uh, where every match on the card is AEW versus Impact. I don't feel like they're doing enough to get fans to watch each other's shows, though. That yeah, there's an argument that can be made there, definitely. In fact, um, I don't I don't think Impact's ratings or viewership has really been affected at all. Yeah, and, and I mean, you can say that you know part of that might be because they are on a network that not everyone gets. Right. Um, like I say, I can't watch it because mm-hmm. uh, I don't get it. Um, but that it probably has part of it. But you're right; it doesn't seem to be putting any kind of even a marginal increase in their viewership that we've seen or been informed of in, I, I, in reading. I, I didn't even know, and maybe I just missed it. Did they talk the previous week on AEW about Private Party having a shot to get the number one contendership? Did no, no, it, it was a complete surprise. Okay. It was yeah, a complete see, surprise. I, 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 it I feel was, like that's something they should have planned out ahead of time and, and really promoted. The way they kind of set it up was, uh, and this was the first time this, this past week, that um, Tony Khan actually showed up on Impact. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting. He shows up there being, you know, the president of AEW, but we don't hardly ever see him on actual AEW. Right. Um, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but he showed up there and it was like, you know, okay, here's the, here's the surprise, you know, basically getting back at Don Callis uh, and saying, well, here, here's private party and out comes private party and Matt Hardy. Uh, who's kind of like their manager, their mentor. Right. And boom, they win and get number one contendership to the tag titles. So, um, so it, part of it, it's like, okay, I can see where, okay, kind of hard to promote that in advance when you want it to be kind of a surprise that this person's showing up mm-hmm. again, it's kind of that double-edged sword. Yeah. How to do it. Um, but yeah, so I, I like what they're doing, but you're right. It's not seeming to generate any more viewers, so to speak, which is what the ultimate goal has to be. Yeah. To get more promotion. Want to increase your audience. I mean, you got people talking, mm-hmm. but do you have them tuning in? That's the right. big thing. Right. Um, makes for great water cooler conversation, but it does. It does. Uh, when, when, when you can gather around a water cooler. When you can gather around a water cooler. The virtual water cooler, as we'll say <laughs> now. Um, right. But uh, let's move on. We had Layla Hirsch uh, in a match against Penelope Ford. I know you wanted to talk about this. Yeah, I just want to talk up Layla Hirsch because uh, she was uh, doing a tour of stardom when I first started watching in January of last year. And she was one of the few gaijins uh, outside of Japan that really stood out to me and that I started to take to. And then her tour was done. She was gone. I'm like, oh, man. Um, But she's she's like... pun not intended i was about to say she's legit and that's her nickname legit layla hirsch but she she earns it uh, i mean this she's a wrestler she's a wrestler's wrestler she gets in there and she wrestles uh and i think she has uh, their women's division is not the best it's i mean they they've they've got some good talents in there but they need more and she can be one of their best and so um, I, I hated to see her lose this match, but at least it was by outside interference. And so she didn't lose straight up. And so that gives me some hope that they're going to put a little, a little um, invest in her a little bit and give her the chance. She's, she's tiny. She's really, really short. She's like under five feet tall, um, but she can go and you, you believe her and you buy her and she's got some personality. Uh, she was in Hanukkah Mora's unit, um, Tokyo okay. Cyber Squad. She was with Hana, and um, 
it was always fun because in their pre-match promos, she had no idea what anybody was saying. And so <laughs> she was just standing there and they would just look at her and she would just nod. Uh, and uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. And uh, yeah. So you got to see her natural personality come out that way. Cause uh, she was just so funny with that. And um, so she's got personality and uh, she's got the in-ring skills and I hope they do something with her. I want to see her move up the ladder. Okay. I'll have to keep an eye on out for her. Yep. I did not get a chance to see that match. So unfortunately I'm in the dark on it, but I will have to try and go back and check it out. And yeah, I and, think it's and, her second or third match on, on AEW. She, I think she debuted on dark and then has had two or three matches on, okay. on um, the, the regular show. Dynamite. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, but uh, that's Dynamite. And uh, we'll end up with the AEW conversation there. Let's move into raw. And uh, I know this one's going to have a lot of good talking points. <laughs> uh, Charlotte versus Shayna, which I'm going to say this. I'm going to, I'm going to set it up and I'm let you come in and just wreck everything. Uh, <laughs> you're going to be the Roman reigns in this, in this uh, conversation. Um, Charlotte versus Shayna on paper, give them 20 minutes, no shenanigans, match of the night match of the year contender probably um that's how good these two ladies are um but of course started that way then got thrown into a six-woman tag then had a screwed up finish then got restarted and got the actual finish which had a pretty scary spot at the end but we'll get into this piece by piece We'll let you, we'll turn you loose first. (laughs) Okay, first, yes. Charlotte is tremendously talented. She's absolutely one of the best out there. Don't mistake anything I'm saying as a condemnation of Charlotte and her her abilities. Um, But she is not doing a good job of getting other people over right now. Not in the booking or in the ring work. Um, This this match with Shayna went, what? Two minutes? Maybe. 90 seconds? And what was happening after 90 seconds? She was putting Shayna in her finisher. Mm-hmm. She was getting her in the, this is Shayna Baszler. She dominated, dominated NXT for like two years. Beat five people single-handedly in the elimination chamber. Including Asuka. Mm-hmm. All those people were willing to do what they needed to do to get her over, to wrestle the match they needed to wrestle to get her over. Asuka, Liv Morgan, Ember Moon, Kyrie Sane, uh, everybody through for years was willing to put her over as the ultimate badass wrestler. And then Charlotte's putting her in the figure eight and 90 seconds into their singles match. Um, now maybe they brought it to her that way and said, this is what we want you to do. She's Charlotte flair. She could have the presence of mind to say, you know what? That might not do Shayna any favors. Let's still do the interference, but instead of having me put her in the figure four, let's have something else going on in the moment or have her hit the natural selection, which can Mm kind of happen out of nowhere. Yeah. And not be something that like there's setup that goes into the figure eight, Mm -hmm. you know, what's happening. Once that starts, you can get hit with the natural selection and not see it coming. So that would have been a much better move to put in that spot. And that's a move that doesn't always end the match anyway. Yeah. Um, So, and, and, does mm, when we've talked about this before too why are they champions 
Yeah. Why are Charlotte and Asuka tag team champions? So now we've got this tag team championship match at the Rumble. Instead of Asuka having a singles championship defense, mm-hmm. they really don't have a storyline going on as tag champions. They're just doing the rematch with the former champions. Charlotte's got this storyline going on with Lacey Evans. So she could be doing that and have nothing to do with any titles right now while Shayna and Nia are still tag champions and doing their thing. And Asuka's got this thing going on with Alexa. Charlotte doesn't need to have a title right now. Right. There, there's too much else going on and all it's doing, it's, it's bringing everything down. Yeah. And I, my theory on this is that, uh, you know, they had, they needed the, the partner for Asuka uh, or wanted the surprise partner. They didn't necessarily yeah, they, need it. No, they, they didn't, didn't need it. it. No, but they wanted the surprise partner. Um, so it's like, Hey, we put Charlotte in there. Well, we can't have her come back and lose. So, okay, we'll put the straps on them. Okay. Now what? And it's like, um, 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 so what I'm hoping happens is they drop the belts. Mm-hmm. Let's get the belts onto Shayna and Tanaya. Let them develop a storyline with someone else. That way Charlotte and Lacey and Rick and that whole little triangle thing can happen and they can play that out, which I'm sure will be great. Mm -hmm. And then Asuka can either continue this thing with um, Alexa or with Alexa or not, or someone else. I can go on to someone new, but at least give her something, but give her something. She's the champion for Christ's sake. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's move this on. Um, But yeah, that's, I think that's kind of they dug themselves into the hole for wanting that surprise, get everybody talking because Charlotte Flair returned kind of thing and painted themselves in a corner. And and not only this, but Charlotte has this tag title defense and she's in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. If she's going to be a champion, can't she at least just have that match and let someone else have the spotlight in the Rumble? Uh, now, um... I, I will say the counter programming to that is that because I don't think Charlotte's going to win the rumble. God, I hope not. No, I hope not. But you can make a really big deal out of someone eliminating her. That's true. Whether that be a Lacey Evans. Yeah. Or a Bianca Belair. Yeah. So on and so forth. So I, I, I think, I think hopefully that's what her purpose in the rumble is going to be is to help put shine on someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I, I I wasn't concerned with the accidental countout. Uh, that that was that was mistiming, and that stuff happens sometimes. I kind of like when that stuff happens. It makes things. It makes it feel a little more, you know, just organic and real. Yeah, it does. Um, and from from everything we hear, yeah, that was a, a hard bump that Dana Brooke took. We hear that she's fine. She's fine. Um, yeah. I I noticed that people really wanted her to be hurt so they could get on Nia Jax's case. That's yeah. what I saw. They, I, th- I think people would have been happy for Dana Brooke to be hurt so they could attack Nia Jax. Which is just uh, sad. Yeah, um, uh, that's what I was picking up on. But she seems to be fine. Uh, I mean, it's part of wrestling. You take hard it, bumps sometimes. It's a dangerous It's a dangerous profession. It really yeah. is. Uh, and I'll say to Nia's credit, for all you guys that are just like, you know, oh, she's so dangerous. Which, you know, yes, she had some bad stuff in the past. Mm-hmm. Hopefully she's improved. She put Lana through a table nine weeks in a row with no injury. So, yeah. yep. you know, it takes two to tango and, and mistakes happen. They just mistakes. Ha- and there was a time when Seth hurt several people. I mean, Sting. In a short amount of time. <laughs> Sting, we just talked about Sting. Balor. Balor. Um, 
sometimes that's just how the numbers happen. Probability. That's how it works. I teach probability. That's how it happens sometimes folks. And it doesn't necessarily, it's not a condemnation of, of the talent unless it really happens consistently for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, let's move on to edge. <laughs> and you have an action figure where your arm is in a cast or a sling <laughs> like Sinkara did. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's when you know it's a problem. <laughs> that was funny. Yes. Um, but let's move on to Edge. Speaking of injuries and returning from set injuries, uh, we had a nice uh, video promo, an excellent one from Mr. Adam Copeland uh, from his actual ring that he has on his property, which is awesome. <laughs> um North Carolina, not too far from. Yeah, not too far. Uh, And uh, this is a great promo and announces himself as being in the Royal Rumble. And this this year's Rumble is going to be a little different. Um, We're going to have some surprises, obviously, but you don't have a crowd. So you're not going to get that big pop unless it's piped in, which it will be. Um, Mustafa Ali will tell us. Yes, he will. Um, But. This way, people know, and you're hoping people are like, oh, oh, he's gonna, he's definitely gonna be there. Well, I'm tuning into the Rumble, right? You're getting eyes on the product with this, and it's just like, now this is part I don't know that I agree with, but I guess it's part of it. It's also been, it's that we're gonna get WWE backstage again this yes. weekend on Saturday. I love it, love it. Where they are going to tell us number thirty in each Rumble and number one and two in each Rumble. Uh, it's number 30 in the men's and number one or two in the women's. Oh, okay. So it's not both. Okay. Right. So, okay. That's a little better. At least it's not spoiling three things in both matches. Well, you know, when they were doing the mixed match challenge, the winners of the mixed match challenge were number 30 in their respective rumbles. That's right. So, you know, I mean, it's not something they haven't been doing lately. That's true. Um, That's true. Yeah. Okay. It does take some of the fun out of it. A little bit i i like i i I see what you're getting at and i'm kind of with you um but you know at least it's not until the night before so that's true at least yeah we're not they weren't promoting it on raw and they're not gonna do it on smackdown so that's good and and not everybody's gonna watch right backstage so yeah um but yeah so but yeah excited backstage is gonna be back uh we're gonna get renee paquette back out right on there love renee yep um she'll be on location she's not going to be in the studio uh, she'll be filming from LA, I believe, but still having her back on the show. I think that is awesome. Yes. Um, we don't know if he'll be a part of it because he said, uh, you know, he's been quarantining cause of a job. Will he be on backstage or will he be a surprise entrance into the Royal rumble? And that's CM Punk. Uh, There's and he, no way, you know, <laughs> no he, way you know, he loves rumble. riling people up that on <laughs> yeah. Twitter, he posted that knowing people are just going to be like, Oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. <laughs> My cousin's kid sent me a message saying he heard punk was going to be in the rumble. I said, no, no, he's not going to be in the rumble. I love and <laughs> As much as I w- I want him to come back for like one more, even if it's just a brief run um and it doesn't have to be wwe i'd like to see it that eventually um because i think eventually he should be in the hall of fame oh yeah you know uh but even if he comes back to AEW or impact or new japan whatever i would just like to see him have one more go in the ring mm-hmm. um because i love cm punk so much yeah but yeah he, Although, he, as as it stands i can say i was at his last match though that's yeah fun that's true you yeah. got that um but yeah, but let's let's move, let's finish talking about Raw, and then we'll get more into the Rumble stuff. 
uh, Alexa versus Asuka for the Raw Women's title main event of Raw on Monday. And like I say, I know you love this match. I, I love the match it. too. What I don't like, and I said mm-hmm. I, there was some part that I don't like, yep. is, and this is more so from last week, it carried over a little bit this week, but not as much. And that was the same thing we said about Abaddon and Sheeta. Mm-hmm. They made Asuka look so bad last week. I mean, I just, I, I was like, what are you doing? Like, I love what they're doing with the character mm-hmm. with Alexa. I love that. Yeah. I love all of that. Um, and I, I and like, I even like the, you know, the showbiz part where it's, you know, the changing of attires and it's yeah. obviously, you know, been pieced together from filming. Right. That's pre-tapes. Pre-tapes. That's fine. I'm, I'm all for that. I think it adds to that atmosphere and that's, that part's cool. I don't like that, that they made Oscar look so weak. That's the part I don't like. Weak in terms of being scared or in terms of being beaten? <laughs> um, a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I know that's odd to say because Alexa is a multi-time champion. Uh, You know, it's not that she doesn't have the skill, um, but she's just kind of been away from it for so long Mm -hmm. and not been in the ring performing that to have her come back and then be able to flip the switch like the fiend Mm -hmm. that just it a little, little out of place, just a little bit, one little too far over the top. She Alexa was out of the, title picture for a while but they never and i was glad about this they didn't do to her what they've done to some like sasha and they didn't hurt her credibility through her booking while she was out of the main event scene uh she was still winning matches winning tag titles and she was still competitive and staying strong she just wasn't in the main event scene now i did think when she won the non-title match a couple of weeks ago on raw um it was a little when I say too easy, I really refer to, I, like, I loved that when she got in that zone, she was blocking everything and Oscar just couldn't find a, a real opportunity. But then when she got her in position for the sister Abigail, she hadn't really done anything to weaken her right before it. And she held her in that position for so long yeah, without Oscar like- even trying to get out of it. That I didn't care for. Um, she should have been trying to get out of it or something should have happened right before it to incapacitate her for mm-hmm. that long. Um, so I'm with you on that in that moment. Um, but I think the flipping of the switch is part of the character though, right? It's part of the the magic of the fiend. And I know it sounds weird coming from me because I'm always talking about realistic, believable, realistic, believable. And I'm like, yes, this was awesome. She changed clothes magically. Um, <laughs> There's a rocking horse in the, in the <laughs> right. middle of the ring out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. But when I'm talking about realistic and believable, I'm talking about from a from an athlete's perspective, approaching a wrestling match as you would if they were in their position. Um, this is still a, a show it's a show, but we're supposed to believe that these are people just like you and me, except when we get to the fiend. And when we get to now Alexa bliss, when we got to the undertaker, mm-hmm. Kane, uh, Papa Shango, those are not people like you and me. Uh, Papa Shango reference on the show. People. Yeah, hey, Let me tick that board right there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, hey, I prefer Papa Shango to the Godfather. Thank you. I um, still want Papa Shango as a surprise entrance in the Royal rumble. Yes. Let him come out as Papa Shango. Um, so um, 
whatever. Maybe maybe you don't buy into all this from me. Maybe you're like, oh, he's a hypocrite. You know what? Maybe I am. I've had to sit through years of freaking <laughs> Canadian destroyers and Spanish flies and Samoa Joe promos where he says, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. No, it's not Samoa Joe. Look it up. That's not the definition of insanity. Stop saying it. So maybe I've had to deal with all that for years. I'm taking my supernatural stuff and I'm enjoying it because it's being done well. And um, I like supernatural stuff. Thank you. All right. Um, but no, like I say, I like, I love the program. Um, I'd be totally down for a pay-per-view give them 20 minutes to have a good match alexa and oscar i think it'd be great um yeah. even with supernatural shenanigans yeah um, and yet it's it's legitimately creepy too it's not like some of the silly stuff they did with undertaker and kane back in the day some of that they tried to be creepy and it just didn't work this was creepy like seeing the goddess version of alexa and you could tell like oh there's something else going on like she's not doing this willingly she's somehow trapped in this and she's actually scared and it, suddenly i was feeling uh sympathy for alexa yeah and and that i mean credit to alexa a lot of that is her performance here mm-hmm. and she's she's killing this um but there's also a complexity to it and i, th- I think bray is heavily involved in writing what's going on here mm-hmm. with the complexity because he's, he's big into the complex stuff if you remember you know his firefly funhouse match with cena at wrestlemania mm-hmm. so much complexity to that um in fact i much preferred that to the boneyard match yep um so yeah to, to me i don't know for sure but i would i would bet money that bray is heavily involved in writing this and uh giving it the extra layers that we're not used to getting from their supernatural stuff. Yeah. And of course, Alexa delivering with her performance. Yeah. I think the writing's on the wall. I think Alexa will be champion sometime soon. Um, Could be. And that's, I called that too, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. And of course the, the finish came down to, you know, Alexa had gotten the mandible claw in and they kind of went back and forth and she had Oscar down and then, felt the presence behind her a i just wiped my face with a not no cheese but lots of sauce pizza uh randy orton yeah <laughs> who by then, the way i called that rko an hour ahead of time check my twitter <laughs> an hour ahead of time and i said it wasn't the first time i called an rko an hour ahead of time because his rkos are painfully predictable yes um but man she she sold it she bumped really well. She took yes. that RKO as well as anybody that I've seen take an RKO. Yeah, no, that, I mean, it looked great as far as just impact and execution of that move was awesome. Yeah. Um, and that's how they ended the show. It was quite crazy. Um, but yeah, so it should see how that's going to impact this Sunday. I'm assuming we're going to get a return of sorts from the fiend to cost Randy in the rumble unless alexa costs brandy you that's true too it depends yeah. on whether they want to they want to bring the fiend back uh, uh at, at this point or in whatever incarnation he's going to be yeah. um when he comes back uh and then you also have you know because because of the injury it went dormant but are we about to get it ramped back up for edge and orton right yeah um you know, that was the talk for such they were saying that time. was going to like they were going to get the strap on Orton and it was going to be edging him at, Mania. at WrestleMania. Yeah. So I don't know. Who knows? But, you know, talking more about Alexa 
for some reason, because people have to hate people. There are Alexa haters out there and they focus on uh, move set. Oh, she doesn't have a big move set. Oh, um, look at what she does. She does it extremely well. The way she took that RKO, she does the sister Abigail better than Bray does. Uh, she, everything she does, she does well. And she's just got the mind for it. And I, she's one of the top performers out there. I think I agree. I love Lex bliss. Yeah. Um, been a fan for quite some time. Um, but yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what's going to play out this, this Sunday at the rumble. Um, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. It's, it's one of the least predictable shows in quite some time. I think. Yes. There's not a, I know what's going to happen here. Yeah. And especially given everything that we heard back in December because of ratings, even if we had an idea before then, we definitely don't now because who knows what direction they're going to go in. Right. So um, we don't, but we're going to try to predict in just a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. But first, I'm going to let you talk a little about Superstar Spectacle. I did not get a chance to see this. Yeah. Um, um, we're recording this on Tuesday night and it was just aired this morning. So if you were busy, then you wouldn't have had a chance. Um, I was busy, but I made it work. Um, First of all, what a bland name for a show. Can I just point that out? It, it, it gave no, in, 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 uh, it gave no, what's the word I'm going for? It gave no uh, indication. That's what I'm going for. Yes. Of what this show actually was. Um, so the, the superstar spectacle, obviously that's a reference to India, right? Um, I thought it was a discount um, eyewear store for wrestlers. <laughs> oh, oh, hey. <laughs> I'm, Come on down to Superstar Spectacle. <laughs> they just sell Sasha Banks shades. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but that's what this show was. It was it was a show targeted to the Indian audience, which is huge for WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, they did it in the Thunderdome, but it was populated with fans from India. And uh, it was recorded a few days ago. We mentioned it a little bit earlier uh, in talking about Cesaro and, and his role in it. And uh, it was a fun show. You know, they did, before we talk about the talent involved, I noticed they did some interesting stuff with the camera. And in some of the shots where people were making their entrance or leaving, uh, they messed with the aperture or something so that you got one of those shots where the the person was clear and then the background behind them was blurry. Mm. And it it looked really cool. Um, They'd never done this before. And I liked it. There are things that they do with cameras that I wish they didn't stop shaking the cameras. Every time somebody takes a bump, Um, we don't need it. And actually it takes away from the work, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But this I liked. And so I'm wondering if they're going to keep doing it, if they were just experimenting with it on this show to see how it looked. Um, So I don't know. Keep your eyes peeled for that. See if they keep doing that. Cause it looked really cool. I liked it. Um, But we talked about Cesaro Jinder Mahal made his return. So yeah. former, former WWE champion is back in a losing effort with, uh, 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 to Drew McIntyre and Indus share uh, gender teaming up with the, the Bollywood boys who I like. I'm a big fan of the Bollywood boys. Gender <laughs> um, did not take the fall though. One of the Bollywood boys did. So they protected him enough in that sense. So he'd been out for quite a while. He, he was out and then he came back and then got hurt again. And yeah. he's been out, for a while again and so made his return and i think it was an appropriate it was an appropriate show for him to come back at yep and i I think we'll probably see him on sunday yeah i think that's a safe bet um who we didn't see was kavita devi who has been one of the the top prospects out of india and her her husband is ill and so she had to miss this show which was really unfortunate you know they've been hyping her she was uh supposed to team with charlotte um and that just didn't happen 
Um, so they replaced her with someone whose name I'm blanking on because it's not someone I'm familiar with. And it's the first time I saw them, uh, but they had a good show, good showing. And um, Charlotte, of course, got the win. <laughs> um, well, not, not the fall though. Her partner got the fall over Natalia. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but Charlotte's team got the win, but we saw that coming against Bailey and Natalia. Um, but it, it was a, it was a fun show. It was clearly, aired on regular television in India because there were breaks for commercials. Ah. I didn't expect. Um, I thought it was going to air like more like a pay-per-view, um, but it was a fun showcase and it had a little bit of a different feel, especially with the camera work and, you know, some new talents and curious to see which of these talents go on to, to become something. Yeah. Um, it's one I'll definitely go back and check it out when I have a little bit more time. Uh, might runs, can- runs about an hour and a half for those curious. Oh, I might be able to fit that in tonight then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's cool. I mean, like say they outside of this, you can't say enough how much content that WWE gives us uh, every month. Yeah, I mean, week to week, yes, but you know, this isn't something that happens all the time. But you, you take everything that they do in a month's time between special shows, twenty uh, fours, road twos, all the special stuff they do on the network. That's a lot chronicles. Yeah. yeah, Lots of content and they do it very, very well. Um, Let's get to what we came here for. Yeah. That is the rumble preview. This it's my favorite pay-per-view every year. Um, I mean, I love WrestleMania and the spectacle, but rumble has always been one of my favorites. I love that match. It's unpredictability. It's fun everything the surprises i just love royal rumble season and especially when it's unpredictable especially when as we said this is going to be a tough one so first let's run down uh the undercard assuming that the rumbles are the main event but they'll probably kind of in past usually one starts the show and one finishes or one in the middle one rumble will probably finish the show and then yes one will probably be in the middle yeah they often do it yeah but uh, we got the, uh, of course, the women's tag match, which we, I've already said, I, I think we're going to see them drop the belts here, probably due to Lacey Evans interference. I um, think that makes sense. And I think they need to drop the belts because there's no point in them having them. Because I don't think uh, 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 Alexa interference on Asuka really makes any sense in this situation. It's too much, too many other people out there. Too yeah. Much going on. So I, I think maybe Lacey or Rick himself <laughs> causes them to, to fall here. But yeah, I think the belts go back on to Nia and Shayna so they can move the, the, the belts into a different program. Yeah. Hopefully that's I, my I'm, prediction. I'm with you. And I don't know if it's just because that's what I want to happen or it's it's just so hard to ever call charlotte losing anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but it, it just it doesn't make sense for them to be champions it just doesn't they're not even yeah. doing anything with them as a tag team so um it just feels very very forced so yeah um uh, hopefully you're right and that they'll get the belts off of them yeah. and split them up uh but then we have uh, of course our two uh main championship matches we have the last man standing match between kevin owens and roman reigns what do you think happens uh i think roman takes it 
I agree. I think Roman takes it. My extra little prediction on this one is that he takes it because of a returning Jimmy Uso. Ah. Okay. Timetable fits about right when they said he'd be ready to come back and go again. It makes sense for him to show up, join the family, and kind of keep building the tribal family up. Um, Do you think he would do that, considering how Roman beat him up and then manipulated his brother at Hell in a Cell? And I think that's how they want it to think be presented. He'll come out like, oh, boy, I, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Oh, and then, okay. he, then he attacks Kevin instead. Yeah. Um, I think and then I, they'll, they'll find some way to justify it on yeah. Smack. Uh, yeah, and then we'll get yeah more de- exposition next week. Roman's not losing that belt. Right? No, no, he's definitely not losing that belt. There's a guy at work. He's a big wrestling fan. Love him to death. Do you Maybe, listen to the show? Uh, I, I've told him about it. I don't know if he listens. But Wilmon, if you're listening, you got to tell me. Let me know. But I told him, he was like, man, Kevin Owens going to take that championship. And I was like, you out your mind, son. <laughs> It's like, as much as I love Kevin Owens and think he could wear that belt, no problem, you are not taking that belt off of Roman right now. I remember when uh, Brock Lesnar made his debut and he was brand new. He had a pay-per-view match against Jeff Hardy and uh, our our mutual friend, one of our mutual friends was watching the pay-per-view with me and legitimately called Jeff Hardy to win. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, man. Uh -uh. Nah, nah, son. Ain't happening that way. No. Uh, <laughs> but moving on to the other championship match, it's going to be Drew McIntyre defending his WWE championship against Bill. I mean, Goldberg. <laughs> I don't dislike Goldberg. He's not my favorite guy, but I know. Again, again, I don't hate Goldberg. I just, I don't like the part-timer coming back and being put right in the title match. That's my big problem. I still maintain it's better at the Rumble because he's not taking a spot from anyone because they still get to be in the Rumble. So nobody's off this card because of Goldberg. But if my hopeful prediction happens, neither of the two of them will be leaving the Rumble as champion as The Miz will cash in and become champion. (laughs) I think with him saying he's going to do it, he's not going to do it. He might cash in. But I don't think he's going to win it. I say Drew walks out as champion. Somebody put this really crazy uh, theory out there, and I kind of love it, was that, you know, how we talk about The Fiend and how everyone that he's beaten has had some sort of change or revert back or something like that. And with the stuff they've planted with him kind of possessing Alexa, what if he's possessing The Miz? (laughs) What if Miz cashes in, wins the belt, and then lays down for the fiend? <laughs> How crazy would that be? I'm not crazy about the laying down for the fiend thing. Well, yeah, I don't think the part... fiend would need that. The fiend fights for himself. But yeah. I lo- I just, I'm just picturing the Miz being possessed by the fiend. Like, could you, like seriously, like Goldberg and, and McIntyre have a knockdown drag out. Uh, McIntyre retains and it's just like oh they've been beaten all to crap maybe even Goldberg gets up and gives him one final spear just be like you know they go to shake hands like good match like nah nah I'll spear you anyway and then out comes the Miz he's cashing in then the lights go out everybody's like oh the fiend's gonna screw over the Miz but when it comes back up it's the Miz with like a demonic look on his face sister Abigail one two three 
You know what I think would work even better is if it came up and he had the demonic look on his face and then gets hit with a claymore and pinned. Okay, that would be fun. Yeah, that that would be funny. But at that point, he could never be anything more than a comedy act. <laughs> right. If yeah. that happens. Which, you know what? I got to pause because I just thought of it. I got to take a second before we go any further in this Royal Rumble talk to talk about how awesome our truth was on Monday uh. Night Raw. <laughs> oh, my God. That man is so funny. Um him and Riddle together, I could watch a 30-minute sitcom of Riddle and Truth <laughs> right. just having a conversation. <laughs> I, I had to pause for that. It was so funny. I loved it. I loved the yeah. whole thing with the Hurt Business and yeah. 24 gold carrots. Uh, <laughs> yeah. ha- happy belated birthday, Truth, and happy one-day belated birthday to Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, the boss. You better be celebrating. Right. But anyway... Let's move into the Rumble matches themselves. And we got a few things we want to predict here or that I I want to hear opinions on. First of all, since it hasn't, we haven't gotten to backstage, hasn't been announced yet. Mm -hmm. Who do you think are going to be the number one and number two entrants into each Rumble? Uh, And I'm not going to go with 30. That can be all over the place. But one and two. Who do you think is going to be the basic, basically the Iron Man, Iron Woman of the Rumble that goes close to an hour? And then who do you think is going to win? Okay. And I, and I want to know one thing from you, too. Okay. In okay. each Rumble? Uh-huh. We, we've done it. I don't know. Do you not remember? We do this every year, Tim. Who's number 17? Oh, that's right. Number five. I completely forgot about that. All right. Yeah. I'll be thinking about that. So let's start with who we think are going to start the rumble who do you think starts for the men oh gosh okay um all right let me pull up so i don't forget anybody um yeah well we only have some that have been announced right right um but i want to make sure i'm not overlooking anyone because man there's so many possibilities here um it just depends on what story they really want to tell. Um, I was, I was really thinking, let's see. Um, okay. So, Oh, you know, number one, Sammy Zane. You think so? Think Sammy? Yeah. So he can say that, that they're against him. They rigged it. Ah, the good point. Good point. Yeah. Sammy Especially Zane. since they're going that. No, wait. Are they announcing which one is it? One and they're two announcing the, number thirty for the men, one and two for the women. Okay, okay. But yeah. say if they did one and two for the men and they announced him, then he could be like, "See, they're against me. They did it the day before. Just let me know. They're screwing me over." But no, I like that. I like him at number one. Yeah, uh, and then uh, number two, I'll say from the people we know. I don't know that they they don't always go with people who are in angles with each other. Right. I think that's a little obvious, but you'd want somebody who's a face. I'll say Otis. Okay. Otis and Sammy, that's a very commendable one and two. I kind of like that. I kind of like that a lot. So you're, you're thinking a SmackDown start yeah. to the men's rumble. Okay. Uh, I am also thinking of a SmackDown start to the rumble. Okay. And I'm thinking Shinsuke and Cesaro. Oh. Okay. So you think they will go with people who are tied together? 
Uh, I think so. And I, I, I think it happens in the women's rumble too. Oh. So, so, I'll, so I'll start with that. My one and two for the women's rumble is Bailey and Bianca. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking less, less um, deliberate okay. than that. And I'm thinking just more, let's get it started with, with people that um, can wrestle and we'll get it going. So I'm thinking Liv Morgan. Okay. Um, as much as I love Liv, she's one of my favorites. She's not going to win. No. Um, so get her in there and uh, she'd be good to start off. And maybe somebody, um, Tamina. Nobody's Mina. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's Mina than Tamina, man. So just give Liv Morgan maybe something to have to overcome for 90 seconds until a number three comes in, somebody to bounce off of and toss her around a little bit and and get interest going okay people love live and she's sympathetic and i think that'd be a good start all right i like it i mean who knows we don't know what's going to happen it could be i mean you, there's so many arguments to go either way whether you oh. go with storyline where you go without yeah but uh, let's move on to iron person for each rumble who is going to be that person that is just there for a long time not maybe doesn't win uh, maybe isn't number one or two, but has a lot of time in the rumble and, and kind of helps put it on their back and be the backbone. Men. I'm going to say, ah, man, this is tough. Nakamura. I, I rest. He was one of my pot. I was thinking, man, man, maybe he's number one. And he lasts a long time. Maybe, maybe, but uh, I said I had a prediction about Cesaro. Uh-huh. I think Cesaro is going to have the most eliminations. Ah, okay. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Because they're building him. They're trying to build him yeah. to do something. I don't think he's going to win, but I think they'll want to have something to be able to say about him, about how he's pound for pound the strongest guy, and that ha- how he's found a new, a new gear, and they'll want to have something to hype about him coming out of the rumble. So I think he'll have the most eliminations. Okay. I think the iron person in the men's rumble, Mustafa Ali. Oh, I like it. I think this is going to be a great platform because I don't think he would win it, Mm -hmm. but this would be a great platform to be in there for a long time, especially you get one of the other members of retribution or a couple in there to help out, helps keep him in. Um, they adds to some, his credibility overall. Mm-hmm. Adds to mm-hmm. their stables credibility if they team up to throw out somebody big, you know. So I think that's what I think. I think he's going to be that kind of standout star that goes the distance yeah. uh, in, in the men's rumble. Um, women's rumble, for me, I'll start this one. I think it's going to be my pick for one of the top to come out one and two. I think it's going to be Bianca. I think okay. this, this is Bianca is going to be. Uh, and I dare say she will probably have the most eliminations or at least be in the top two for eliminations for the night. Mm-hmm. And I think she's going to be in there for quite some time. I'm going to say the Iron Woman is Charlotte. Okay. Because I think they're going to want us to think she's going to win. That's true, too. That's true, too. And so she's still in there. She's still in there. Nobody's getting her out. Oh, God, Charlotte's going to win. I think that's where they're going to go with it. So I think she'll come in early and be there at the end. 
And see, I, I think they're going to do that, but the opposite way, I think she's going to be named number 30. Oh, uh, okay. So everyone thinks, oh, she's a shoe in to oh, win. She's going to win. Right. Um, so I think, I think they're going, I think they're going for the same thing, but I think they're doing it a different way. Um, Most eliminations. I know we didn't, we didn't, you didn't challenge that at the beginning. Since we're talking about it, let's yeah. say, um, I'm going to agree with you and say Bianca, because they're making such a big deal about her doing it last year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just she's got the chronicle and they're really pushing her and as they should be doing and so yeah i, th- I think i'll say bianca yeah like i said i don't think this is her year to win the rumble yeah but i think she's gonna get that major spotlight i think yeah. she's gonna be uh the one that again is that iron woman and is there for almost every moment um as far as going back to the men you said you think cesaro is gonna have the most eliminations I, yeah, I, I I kind of agree. I don't know. I don't see another way to call. I mean, there's plenty of people that could, but yeah, I yeah. think that makes the most sense. Maybe Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Bobby Lashley could be up there as well. Yep. Possibly. Um, but uh, all right. Uh, let's go. Number 17. Number 17. Number 17. Ooh, let's see. The men's rumble number seventeen is going to be Daniel Bryan. Okay, I've got Dolph Ziggler. Okay, women number seventeen, and I can wrap this into the end. And your winner of Ooh. the women's Royal Rumble. Oh, I know, Rhea. Yeah. Ripley. <laughs> yeah. You hadn't had a prediction about Rhea this week. So you yeah. knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Um, number 17. Oh, it's got to be Dana Brooke. Um, <laughs> who else? Who else? Um, <laughs> who other than Canyon? Uh, <laughs> that, that wasn't his catchphrase. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not better than Canyon, though, so I screwed it up. Right. Uh, okay. All right. All right. I'll give you that. Um, um, now, okay, okay, okay. You you go. Okay, wait, wait. Go with. Oh, oh, I thought you had more to say. Uh, I'm, okay. Oh, no. I, was, well, I think 17 for me is Rhea Ripley, and I think she wins, so. Okay. I guess I need to predict a winner. Yes. Um. Okay, I'm going to predict something else, which may or may not. By the way, I'm, I'm stalling because I still have no freaking idea who's going to win this thing. Um, but here's a thought. What if, similar to Mick Foley, Alexa Bliss enters three times? Ooh, the goddess, the uh, playground the, Alexa, and, mm-hmm. and then demon Alexa. Mm-hmm. That could be very interesting. I like that idea. I'm going to say that doesn't happen, but that she wins the rumble. Okay. I, I, and I mean, I wouldn't be upset if she won. Yeah. I just don't, if she wins, then it will be for me a complete surprise. Okay. I, I would not, she would not be anywhere in my top five people who I think based on WWE's booking patterns would win the rumble. I have a hard time seeing her eliminated right now. And of course, we are making an assumption that she's even in the Rumble. Well, she's—they've been in that. She's been. Oh, did did they announce her as being in? Okay. Yes. 
Yes. Okay, well, that was one reason I was kind of halfway predicting that she would win the title last night so that she wouldn't be in the Rumble. But she didn't, so. That's true. By last night, I mean Monday night. Yeah, yes. Because mm-hmm. this is Wednesday. You did it this time. Usually it's me that makes that mistake. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> None of us are better than Canyon. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, okay. So I say Rhea, you say Alexa in the women's men's rumble. And this is the one where I'm kind of like, hmm, they can go a lot of different there, ways. Yeah, here. There are so many options. So many, so many. Um, Cause I could say it's going to be very, very WWE and Brock will make a return and win yeah. the rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, I'm going to say edge. Ooh, okay. That that's certainly a possibility. I think he's um, destined for, for a row. And, and a couple of reasons to this is I think because if they'd have had Big E drop the intercontinental title, before, and I'll say this since we haven't seen SmackDown, if Big E somehow drops that Intercontinental title on Friday, then I think he might be my my odds-on favorite to win. Okay. But in lieu of that, I think it's Edge. Okay. I really want it to be Daniel Bryan. So I do too. Bad. I do too. I do too. And his, his whole story right now, it, he, he's not in a program with anybody. Yeah. His whole story is... I have to win this rumble. And how do you finish that? Do you finish it with a disappointment or do you finish it with him triumphing once again, like he did WrestleMania 30. And they did talk about possible reigns versus Brian program heading for WrestleMania. So this would be a way to do it. They even started to build it on talking smack. Yeah. He was up in, in Heyman's face about it. So about a month ago. So I, I can definitely see edge winning. That mm-hmm. would not be a shock, um, especially after his promo last night. About yeah. How it's all about how he needs to win this too. So two very similar stories here, both of them coming back from career ending injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all about Daniel Bryan having never won the rumble. Um, I, I do think it's going to be one of those two, but you went with edge. So I'll go with Daniel Bryan. We'll see what happens. All right, cool. And then, I mean, okay. Actually, one more off-the-cuff prediction. Name one surprise entrant you think will happen this year. doesn't have to be anybody big, just something you think they're going to throw in a legend maybe that returns on either side. Um, Kyrie Sane. That would be cool. I would I love would, that. I would mark. That would be very neat. Um, uh, uh, for the men... Papa Shango, <laughs> not the Godfather. It's got to be Papa Shango. I want yeah. Papa Shango. Andrea uh, Ripley. And well, she's not announced, <laughs> but I'm not counting her because we all know she's going to be in the damn rumble. <laughs> no, I meant in the men's. In the men, she's going to win both of them. That's your prediction. Rhea Ripley wins both, and um, an upcoming Senate seat at some point. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. Women's, I will say. God, it's too soon, and it would just be a throwaway, so it can't be Becky Lynch. Uh, but that yeah. would be interesting. Uh, what about but Seth? They, oh, that's right, Seth. He should be. He'll. I got a feeling. Yeah, I will not be any surprised if he shows up at the Rumble. Yeah, 
and and because I know he's been ready to come back after the time he took off, and they just haven't put him on TV, so that would make sense. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'll go with. Uh, I'm trying to think, of maybe somebody who hasn't shown up in a while. Ooh. We did, Naomi. We, <laughs> Where is Naomi? Where's Naomi? And I think she's going to be part of that tribal family. Okay. Okay. I think, I think they're going to tie. I think they're going to bring her into that. Maybe even eventually Naya. Uh, okay. But Naya would have to switch shows, of course. Okay. Um, or could if she's a tag champion. That's right. Any show she wants. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm going to go with because uh, we did see her. Uh, during legends night uh not mickey although i expect mickey to probably be in the rumble anyway mm-hmm. um but i'm going to say melina melina okay all right that wouldn't surprise me yeah that would be fun and e- even if it's a brief entrance we might still get one of the best entrances ever yeah <laughs> yeah in wrestling history um but anyway that's our rumble preview what a show yeah super size this week uh yeah, we had a lot yeah yeah we're uh getting close to about two hours wow oh man okay dang anyway so thanks for tuning in um what's, uh, what's something you loved oh so I, I had to stop the show to get it in so now i'm gonna say it again our truth is a comic genius <laughs> i want more i want 24 carats all golden and for him to have a good birthday god i love our truth <laughs> i loved paul Heyman telling adam pierce that he was that he's gonna whip your ass (laughs) because there is no one else on either roster male or female that he would feel confident saying that to that's true that's very true (laughs) i laughed out loud at that and that was during a very difficult week yes thank you paul Heyman. yes um but hey what'd you guys like let us know in the comments um again you can Find us at Plus WrestleCast on Twitter. That's P-L-U-S WrestleCast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steve at Bizarro Doom. You can find us on Facebook. Search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. Like, share, or post. Tell your friends. Subscribe. Whatever. Interact with us. We need you. Uh, but thanks for tuning in. Steve, any final words this week? Enjoy the Rumble. Yeah, enjoy the Rumble. Uh, and you heard it here first, me and Steve. Surprise entrance into the 2032 Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I we got start working out now. Plenty of time to prepare. Uh, <laughs> have a great week, everybody. Enjoy the Rumble. We will see you next week right here on Positively Wrestling. <laughs>